So, because it's Pentecost Sunday, I quickly want to take you through some scriptures and we were giving. I wish you had allowed these people or the brothers and sisters or the saints to give after I'm done. But you can still give because people back home, they don't like me when it comes to giving. They actually don't. If I stand up when they're about to give, they want to run away. Because I've a tendency of really telling you to give. If you don't have anything to give, take your weave. Put it in the offering basket. If you have nothing to give, take your shoes. If your hairstyle is more, that, is more expensive than your offering, get out of the church. You can't have a more a a expensive hairstyle than your offering. What, what behavior is that? We, we, we have this tendency of, uh, of uh, looking down on God's... Uh, okay, let me just start there. In case I don't have time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Let me start there because, Bishop, I might not finish, but uh, let me start there so that this week is a week of Pentecost. It's celebration, it's giving, it's first fruits. It's um, so let me, let me, <laughs> Jesus, Lord, help me not to start at the wrong note now. I'm a guest here. <laughs> I must behave like a guest. Let me show you one guy. Okay, give me judges. Are you able to put judges, remove the knots and put judges to start with? You, you want to talk about giving? I, I see people play games with giving. Now, this is a, a week of giving. In Israel, last week is when they were celebrating Pentecost Shavuot. And when they come, they come with, with sheaves celebrating, waving them before the Lord. And they give, they give their, their, their first fruits. And they give celebrating. Uh, Judges chapter number 6. I think God to verse 16. Let me show you something that will shock you about God and offerings. God loves offerings. Okay? Is that 16? Aha. Uh -huh. Go to verse 15. Praise the Lord. Let me start there so that you know when you are, you are coming to give to the Lord. And I'm, I'm a giver myself. In our church, I tell them I'm probably the biggest giver. Uh, more than everybody else. And God has been shocking me. Bishop, the way God has been shocking me with supplying my needs is amazing. It's amazing. Because I'm a giver. I'm a giver. Um, I'm a giver. I have people in and outside of our church who have come to offer gifts for me to be able to do the work of the Lord. Now, but the Lord asked, asked how can I save, uh, uh, but Gideon asked, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest, Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. But then the Lord answered, I will be with you, and, you, and I will strike down all the Midianites together. Uh -huh. Next verse. Gideon replied, if I have found favor in you, in your eyes, give me a sign that I, it's really you talking to me. Uh -huh. I hope I'm getting the right verse here. Please do not go away. Watch this now. Please do not go away until I come back and bring my offering and set it before you. And the Lord said, I will wait until you return. Oh, my God. Bishop, please. Bishop, please. 
please. And Gideon went away and the Lord waited for an offering. And Gideon went to prepare God's food and the Lord was waiting. How long does it take to prepare a meal? The Lord loves his offering so much that he can wait. <laughs> Look at you. Do you think the kind of offering you gave is that which God could wait for? <laughs> Are you for real? Do you think if the Lord was to wait for your offering, the one you gave today, is it worth his time? The Lord says, I'll wait. Go ahead and wait for this offering. And he waited for the offering. That's how much God loves the offerings from his people. To the point that he waited. Give me the next verse. So what happened? Gideon went and prepared a young goat from an ephah of flour, made bread, da, 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 and the Lord was waiting. How long does it take to prepare God? A real God? Cook it. Prepare it. And the Lord was still there, waiting for the offering. Now I'm done with you. If you understand God, the God who waits for an offering. God is so amazing. If I was your pastor, and your pastor was Moses, read the book. If you read uh, Deuteronomy, uh, Exodus, Deuteronomy, Numbers, Moses collected offerings in the wilderness. Bishop. And you think Zambia is a wilderness? <laughs> Moses collected offerings in the wilderness. And Bishop, if you don't collect offerings from people, these people, they'll build calves, take the offerings, and do work the work of God before Aaron collects the offerings. Aaron came to collect offerings as well in the wilderness, and people built a calf. One day I'll come talk to you about Moses collecting offerings in the wilderness. If you hear me preach about offering, you will never, 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 never be angry with any other pastor who collects offerings. Hallelujah. Let's leave it there. I hope the next time we are collecting offerings from this whole week, the Lord is waiting for your offering. I mean, I almost want to take off. I wish my head could be screwed off and put in the offering. Anyway, go back to the notes so that we quickly go through this. Amen. Pentecost, celebrating, sustaining, and sponsoring the harvest. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Acts chapter number 2, verse number 1 to 4, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like of fire and set upon each one of them and they all were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak 
with other tongues and the spirit gave them at as the spirit gave them utterance Deuteronomy 16 16 to 17 three times in all in a year all males shall appear before the Lord your God at the place that all will choose a feast at the feast of unleavened bread at the feast of weeks and the feast of the boots Praise the Lord. From the day, Leviticus 23, 15 to 16, from the day after the Sabbath, the day you bring, you brought the sheave of the wavering offering, count of seven weeks. Now he's talking to how we calculate to come to this Sunday, the day of Pentecost. Weeks, count of 50 days upon the day after the seventh day. Beth, uh, Sabbath and then present an offering of new grain to the Lord. Like I was telling you that the Jewish people celebrated Shavuot, the week of Pentecost last week. And from last week, we are, we are celebrating it this week. Why? We use the Gregorian calendar. They use the Jewish calendar. And this is 587. Five 587 years, year, five, eight, year. We are 2,000 something something. Is it 5,087? I, I need to check my, my numbers there. So their year is completely different from where we are because we use different calendars in different counting. But their Shavuot, Pentecost, was last week. Ours is this week. It's just a matter of when we started counting, okay? Very important for you to understand that, okay? The Jewish year end of feast, seven feasts. Number one, festivals held in the spring were this. In the Old Testament, the Passover. In the New Testament, it is the equivalent of the, de the death of Christ, okay? Uh, then you have the unleavened bread, which is the equivalence of the burial of Christ. Then you have the first fruits, which is the equivalence of uh, the resurrection of Christ. Then you have the Shavuot, the Pentecost, where we are today, which is the equivalence of uh, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Then you have the festive, the festivities that were held in autumn. In the Old Testament, it was the feast of, uh, of trumpets, which is the gathering. And uh, of the end of time of harvest. Then you also have Day of Atonement, which is the second coming of Jesus. And then you have the Feast of Tabernacles, which is the millennial reign. Okay? Sorry, it's a bit academic, but uh, hallelujah. I didn't want to start by casting spirits and... Uh, People falling and things like that, lest you won't come to service tomorrow. So let's start academic, hallelujah. Then we can then, uh, <laughs> as we go. But don't worry, never mind. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I can do all through Christ, hallelujah. And uh, you don't want me to start speaking in tongues and casting out spirits. There won't be a service here. So I'll hold myself. Jesus is Lord. Amen. They were three annual pilgrimages, trips to Jerusalem. Number one, the Shalosh Regalim, where solemn feasts that required a trip to Jerusalem. Deuteronomy 16, 17, 16 to 17, three times. Three times 
a year, all males were required to go. All males were required to go and celebrate the feast of the unleavened bread, the feast of weeks Pentecost, the weeks, the feast of the boots, okay, where people go and put um, uh, tents or, or, or uh, outside and celebrate the Lord. But we, we are celebrating Shavuot, which is very, very important. The week of Pentecost, where people were filled with the power of the Holy Ghost on that Pentecost day. The Feast of Weeks is second, second one of all of the so-called pilgrimage feasts. According to Deuteronomy 16, 16, Shavuot concludes the counting of the Omer, seven, seven weeks period that falls after the Passover, right? That's what we're counting from Easter to where we are is seven Sabbaths. Okay, then we come to Pentecost, which basically is 50 days. It therefore occurs that seven weeks, 50 days after Passover. So basically, if you count from Easter to where we are, we are talking about 50 days, which is Pentecost. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Leviticus 23, 15 to 17. And you shall count for yourselves from the day after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaves of, of the wavering offering, Hallelujah. Seven Sabbaths shall be completed. Count 50 days to the day after the seventh Sabbath. Then you shall offer a new grain offering. So it's all about offering, right? To the Lord. You shall bring from your dwelling two, two wave, lo of, uh, uh, wave loaves and two tenths of an ephah. They shall be a fine flour. They shall be backed with leaven. They, they are the first fruits of the Lord. Now, one of the very controversial subjects uh, that the Pentecost and Evangelicals have been teaching is the subject of first fruits. Many people argue. Some, they say, bring your whole salary. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, bring your January salary. Then you are left with nothing. Hallelujah. You, the Holy Ghost will help you. I have also uh, uh, taught the same at one time, but the knowledge is progressive. You grow and learn and you keep learning and keep learning. I also give first fruits. And the Bible says when you give your first fruits, you give a part, it becomes holy. Uh, or, or uh, the Bible then says in Romans, it makes the lamp which is holy makes the entire, the rest holy. Now, when you look at this particular scripture and uh, checking with my Jewish friends and, and family, uh, fellow brothers and sisters, who practice this? Um, I hope I didn't go too far with, okay, there we are. Now, what they say they practice, Bishop, and I'm seeing it here. It's talking about two loaves, twelve, and two tenths of an ephah. It's, it's the calculation of the first fruits. Now, two tenths, uh, and it shall be your first fruit. They are the first fruits to the Lord. Two tenths, that's where we derive the first fruits. Two tenths is what? 20%, right? It's 20%. Now, we're talking numbers, eh? Numbers. There you go. There you go. 20%. 
Now, I had somebody was saying 2%, but when you read here, if you are mathematical, is this is 20%. 20% of your first fruits, bring it to the house of the Lord. And uh, if you further study the Bible, it will tell you how they must be celebrated, how they must be spent. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Now, what it means, and, and I had somebody who called me from overseas who said, Bishop, I'm bringing my first fruits. Uh, because this is this week, if you look at it, even in the Jewish calendar in Zambia, in Zimbabwe, because the Jewish calendar and times are almost the same with us in terms of climate, uh, climatic dictates, dictates. Now, we are harvesting from now until mid-June. May and mid, until mid-June. That's the time of harvest everywhere. In Africa, in particular Southern Africa, as, as well as in, 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 in Israel. So this is the time and months we bring in our harvest. Now you must calculate, according to the scripture we have read, 20% must come to church. Hallelujah. 20% of your harvest must come to the house. I'm calculating my own percentage. I have a little field. I go to the field a lot. And people say, how oh, can I be sure? I have so many in town. When I see an empty field, I go there, plant my, my maize. Hallelujah. Until she negotiates for me for a farm. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, I had somebody phoned me from, 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 from overseas who said, Bishop, I harvested 180, is it 180 tons. So I'm bringing, they did their calculations. I'm going to check with them now to say, okay, they said 40 tons is coming to you. So that is my first fruit, because this is the month of first fruit, fruits. They are not in Zimbabwe, but they have their farms back home, and they said, we have harvested. And I'm going to bring my first fruits to you, so that you are able then to distribute wherever you, the orphans, the whatever next. So we were now talking, why have you chosen? And she was making calculations, and I'm going to say, let's read this scripture again. It looks like you're giving me less. Hallelujah. <laughs> because when we were calculating, what, what percentage is that? 180, 40? Huh? Is that correct? It's more. 40 tons. Was it? Was it 40 times? Maybe I'm missing. I hope because I think we, we are getting. So what am I saying all of you here? This week and this month, Bishop, allow them to bring them to the, let, let it be scattered. Don't, don't be too smart. Bring the maize here. Bring all the fruits here. Do you have a field? So Bishop, this week, as long as I'm here, am I not the presiding Bishop? Yeah. Amen. By powers vested in me, by the presiding bishop, and I'm also a presiding bishop, and, and the grace of a guest speaker, if you are harvesting this week whilst I'm here, uh, you are joking. Do you want to see God move in your life? I'm expecting the 20%. Whilst I'm, just put it in church. Don't mind. You see, Bishop, the problem, I might not finish this. Watch, watch my time, please. Let me know. You see, people don't understand what God had made the Bible to be like or the church. The church was made by God to be a business place and a worship place. 
The problem is when people now come to church to make church a business place without a worship place, the major is worship. Now, let, let, let me prove to you. Jesus came in Matthew, was it Matthew, Luke, to whip people who were selling in church. How did they, how, why, why were they allowed to sell in church? Jesus did not whip them for selling. He whipped them for minimizing and not understanding what they were doing. Okay. When the tabernacle was made, you had the place of meeting, then the holy place, then the holy of holies. Now I'm explaining this. Watch this now. So what would happen is, because no one is allowed to come to the house of God without an offering when they would come. Now, there are others who would come long distances. So when you are coming long distances, what you do is you carry your money. When you come to the temple, the outer court was for business. People would meet in the outer court. That's where you bath, you wash your feet in preparation to go into the holy place to worship. But you can't go into worship without an offering. So what would then happen is you go into the outer court to sort out your offering. You wash your feet. You get, you exchange. That's why they were exchanging. Now the problem by then, with the time of Jesus, people would come, Bishop, into the outer court, do business and go home. They forgot that you do business to go into the Holy of Holies. So some people, like some of you, you come to this church because you can connect. There are connections. There are big people coming here. I've seen people back home, they go to certain, not to worship, for business. And there's nothing wrong, you can connect. But if you last in the outer court, we will come with a whip. This shall be called the house of prayer for all nations. Because don't end. Look at you. How many of you have just come to church to find a boyfriend? <laughs> you are ending in the outer court. Ah, come on. Come on. Can, 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 Bishop, can I speak here? There's so many people who are ending in the outer court. You come for relationship. Nothing is wrong. Many of us got married in church, but we did not end in the outer court for relationships. Many of us came to church and we got businesses going. Don't end there. Come after you've made money in the outer court. Walk into the Holy of Holies to worship. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So was the issue of the offerings. When God gives you to, to harvest, this week Bishop, people must be calculating like we have just seen here. They're 20% of their earnings. The envelopes of this week and next week, between now and the end of harvest, you must be calculated. Don't, don't sell the maize. Bring it here. You think the bishop doesn't know where to sell maize? <laughs> you see, back home, I tell people, don't burn money for God. You know what people do in Zimbabwe? They get US dollars, they go and change. We call it burning. Then they bring the bent money. <laughs> I said, so you think God doesn't know where to change money? Bring it as US dollars, we will know what to do. Don't change money, bring it here. So what you do if you're earning, if it's money, bring the 20%. You know, this is, this is what God is going to give me for this year. 
The 20% is my first fruits to honor God. Bang. This is what I'm harvesting in my maize field. The 20%. Bang. This is what I'm going to harvest in my vegetable garden. Bring it. If the bishop says, oh, now there are too many vegetables on my altar, bring them. He will know what to do with his ashes. <laughs> How many gods? Bring the gods. Jesus is Lord. How many chickens? Bring them. Bring them. When church is practical, Bishop, you see God moving. The problem is you are not practical. We are spiritual because spirituality starts from where? Spirituality is the manifestation into the physical of the things that God is doing in the, in the spirit realm. Then he manifests them to, be, to the physical world and see what God is going to do. My word, my, 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 my. That's why we must have those who, who handle that. And then when he raises his hand to bless you, God will be so, you know, that's why people don't know, Bishop. Unbelievers, oh, please somebody watch my time and let me know when I'm supposed to finish. It's 10 o'clock. Bishop, this, this last week, I had somebody who visited me. This is what I wanted to do. I'd opened a bank account, which I could not activate to get a card, because all the time I'll go into the banking hall, there were long queues, and I'm very busy. I go there, phone calls are coming, and you're not supposed to be answering phones in the bank. I go out. For a year, I did not activate, and I put little money there because I wanted to use that bank. So I, I then found, I said, guys, I need help. I can't... Uh, so somebody was assigned to me to deal with my banking issues. Not that I had any money, but it's good for people to know that there are big people with no money. <laughs> so they said, no, Bishop. Let me tell you, sometimes, Bishop, we don't understand. So somebody said, Bishop, okay, we are sending somebody to you to help you. So this somebody came to me and said, Bishop, I was assigned to deal with your banking because of who you are. And uh, so I'm now shy, assigning somebody to deal with my banking. And the amount of money that they said, okay, Bishop, where were you banking? Which branch? Say, okay, let me take you to another branch where people of your stature bank. And now I'm shivering because <laughs> I have no money to put in that bank. I just made a complaint. And people got to know that, are you sure, Bishop? So they took me to a bank where there are no, where there is no signage. There is no brandy. I said, Bishop, this is where people of your stature bank. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm thinking, what am I doing here? So they took me to a house, which is a banking hall, but no brandy. He says, because here you only bank by invitation. So we can't put branding lest anyone walks in. Wow. So I walked in. I began to feel important. Even though I had no money. So, so you see? <laughs> so I went in there. They set me down, sorted my matter. Said, Bishop, I was assigned to begin to help you think better. Now, you must be humble. You don't know everything. So they asked me a few questions, and I'm, you know, like a good bishop, I'm acting lowly. 
somber, humble. And this guy is listening to me. He's a banker. He's watching me. He says, Bishop, okay, after we are done, he says, okay, here is your, your, your the person who will be dealing with you. And I'm so shy. How much money do you have? I can't even say what was there. He says, okay, Bishop, it's okay. We will migrate you to this level. Even with that little money, be of good cheer and believe God. It will be okay. So they did, with my little money, because of my name, gave me a card, everything, said, okay, Bishop, let's do this. They'll sort everything. You, everything. You just come inside. Okay? So he says, can I take you around? Bishop, I want to see how as believers we think, all of us, myself too. He started taking me around because he felt pity for me. <laughs> Don't laugh at me, please. They just laughed at me two weeks ago. It's still, it's still fresh. <laughs> so, Bishop, this guy drove me around town. He took me to a place. He says, you see this guy? He says, yes. See what he's done to a local prophet? He says, this guy is nothing compared to you as far as we think about you. But look at what he's done. Bishop, you are a greater man than this. What you stand for is far bigger than this. This guy is nothing. But look at what he has done with who he is. He's a disdain. But you, we highly regard you. That's why we are signed to help you. Okay, he took me around. Took me around. He started phoning some people to say, can I come and show Bishop what you are doing? Oh, a privilege, Bishop. Oh, a privilege, bring him. Ah, after a while, I was so weak. <laughs> And he said, Bishop, I want you to know that we want you to act your size. And then he said to me, can I pastor you in this area? <laughs> I said, I'm available. I, I, I said, my pastor, I'm available. He says, I suspect your wife thinks like you. Can I have time with you and mama as well? I said, Papa. <laughs> you know today's language, Papa. He says, I like your humility, Bishop. So he called me to say, is mama available? Yes. He came, drove, said, leave your car. Picked us. Went around with us. Mama, when I spoke with your husband, I suspect you think the same. So I want to open your mind. But of course, my mind is more clever than I, but uh, yeah. So he took us around. One guy was so, was so generous to allow us to go and explore what they were doing. Real estate. Took us to a place, to a home where people have uh, a boardroom in the house. Boardroom. A boardroom. Bishop as big as this church. Bishop in the house. Bishop this, exactly this. Bishop, where we are meeting in church is some family's boardroom house at their house. Bishop, please. And we are God's children. And said, stand there, Bishop. I stand in the side of the house without a microphone. Your voice is amplified. This is in Zimbabwe. And their household has been, has been rated 
Foster. At an individual's house. Foster. They actually brought the entertainment and the hotel and industry to read what they're doing. Foster. At home. And said, these are believers, but you are their bishop. <laughs> and look at you. So think like the ones you've preached to. You have preached to them and they've understood the gospel and they're living it out. They're living it out. And I said, can I repent, Papa? Act your size. And many believers, Bishop, we don't act our size. In fact, we preach to these guys. They go and live the gospel, enjoy it, but we do not demand of what the gospel demands. I've learned of late, you can ask it. I used to pray for people lay hands. If I lay hands on you, thank God for COVID doesn't allow us to lay hands. I was now refusing also. Why? Because you people, when we lay hands on you, you go and be successful. And we remain at the same place. <laughs> so I've learned now, when I preach powerfully, Bishop, the Holy Ghost is moving, I lay hands on myself. I lay hands on myself. <laughs> I lay hands on myself repeatedly. Why lay hands on you? The anointing gets on you. You succeed. You run away to China. You go to London. When you go to holiday, you are in Honolulu. And where am I? In Epworth in Harare. Bishop. Please, Bishop. Now, this week is about us coming to celebrate whatever little God has given us so that he makes the whole holy. He protects the rest. And he's here. Bring your 20%. And how? The protocols of celebrating Shavuot. The following were the steps taken commemorating Pentecost. Joyful celebration. Shavuot is a joyful celebration of Israel's grain harvest. The people were to celebrate with joy. Now, I'm not talking about first fruit in terms of, in terms of animals and people. This is just on that side. There is first fruits about your firstborn. All those who are firstborn, can I see your hands? Raise your hands, stand up. All the firstborn, stand up. Come on, come on, come on, be proud. My wife is one. I'm not. I thank God I'm not. All of you, all of you, you belong to the Lord. Read your scripture. You don't own yourself. Unlike us. You are the first fruits. You belong to the temple. You belong to God. All of you, including I married one competing with the Lord. This is the Lord's offering. Hallelujah. Put your hands together and clap for yourselves and sit down. Amen. The giving of the first fruits or the, 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 the way of loaves. They bring loaves, waving them before the Lord. Bring their offering joyfully, waving before the Lord. Prayer of supplication, describing the bondage of their ancestors in Egypt. That's when they remember where God took them from. As they celebrate their deliverance. It is time for you to celebrate your deliverance by giving. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Giving some of their harvest to the, to the poor, the Levites, the stranger, the fatherless, the widow, so that the holidays served as an occasion of for mercy and social equality. That is it. So bring it to the men of God. Bring it to the feet of the apostle. He will know what to do with it. Oh, dear Lord. Anyway, uh, I don't have time. But you guys are very good readers. Bishop, I'll make these notes available. Even if I can't preach all of them because my time is up, you can give them to, to, to read these notes um, for themselves or you can further preach on it. But I would have gone to the parallels of the Pentecost. Exodus, spiritual birthday of Israel, spiritual birthday of the church, the body of Christ, uh, the body of the Messiah, traditionally believed to have happened about 50 days after the Israelites left Egypt. Okay, believers in Jewish were gathered together at day, the day of Pentecost, 50 days after the celebrated Passover. The fire and the noise as God descended on Mount Sinai, the violent rushing wind and the tongues of fire on the day of Pentecost on the 120 believers on, 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 in the upper room. The 3,000 people died because of their idolatry in Exodus. The 3,000, that's, that's the parallel, eh? the 3,000 people who were, who were born again, who were filled with the power of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, law giver, given uh, to instruct the Israelites on Mount Sinai, the Spirit given empowerment by uh, or, or power and guide to guide the church and the body of Christ made uh, of the believing Jews and Gentiles on that day. I can give you more and more parallels for you to understand what this is all about. We could have followed the, the, the uh, then the Pentecost was followed by the generosity of believers. From there, you see the believers, once they were filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, there was generosity that followed them, right? There are a whole lot of things that started happening going on from there going forward. One of the things, Bishop, I'm going to talk about is how to sustain uh, during this week, if you want, is, is what happened on the day of Pentecost. What happened in Genesis? Watch this. I'm going to talk to you about the maintenance of, um, of structures, systems, uh, and, 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 and all these things that will maintain uh, uh, joy and, and passion for life. Amen. Institutions, systems, many things that have killed particularly the African countries, churches, organizations, is that we have lacked to put systems the day of Pentecost, after the day of Pentecost, the Bible says God started adding them. When they were added to, institutions were supposed to be put in place so that the passion for church and life is maintained. Genesis speaks of that. And I'm going to teach you more on that, how to maintain national institutions, church institutions, organizational institutions, so that everybody continue to enjoy and have passion for life as we go forward. If you listen to that and you are good to go, the Lord will bless you so much. The Lord will bless you so much. But today, I just wanted to bring this to you. We'll give you all the, all the notes. I'll leave them with Bishop. He can share with you, further elaborate, or you can study that at home with your family. Get ready this the week for us to begin to share our first fruits. I hope this week, by Sunday, Bishop, by Sunday, as many of you as harvested, before I leave, 
Bishop, I want to lay hands on people. I want to have a shofar. I want to blow a shofar for them. I normally move around with my own shofar, but we can provide me a shofar. I want to blow a shofar in this place. Hallelujah. And see what God is going to do for you. There is God in heaven who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can think of or imagine. Hallelujah. My Father in heaven, thank you for this day of Pentecost, the day that you have required us or required of us to bring our first fruits to the house of the Lord. To bring a wave offering before you, the loaves of bread, the sheaves of our harvest. I thank you, Daddy, for you love us so much. Would you bless this ministry? Would you bless our bishop and mama? Would you bless the leaders of this church? Thank you. That is a, it's a moment also of harvesting souls to bring souls to the house of the Lord. And that the saints will be going out there to the streets to harvest because it's actually what is supposed to be happening. As we harvest and bring in our sheaves from our fields, we are supposed to be bringing in souls to the house of God, bringing, harvesting many souls to bring them to the kingdom of God. Today, I thank you, Daddy. Would you bless this church and bless this ministry, so be it so mightily. Thank you for my brothers and sisters. Those who are sick, I release healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Heal them, oh God. Heal them, those who are sick. Amen. Amen. Those who are sick, I pray for healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Those who I need, by the preaching of this word, just as you have made up your mind that you are going to calculate your own first fruit, may the Lord make the remainder holy. No, no, no a devourer will touch it. No devourer will touch it. Multiplication is actually beginning to happen right now. Just by the making of your mind. Let there be multiplication. Let there be promotion. Because with the bringing of the first fruits is followed by promotion in the mighty name of Jesus. Without pouring of the Spirit of God, multiplication. Because on the day of Pentecost, once the Holy Ghost fell, the church started to multiply because the day of Pentecost, Bishop, is followed by multiplication. And unto them were added the 3,000 and 5,000 and another and another and another. And right now, you are entering this week a zone of multiplication. Let multiplication follow you. Come on now, come on now, celebrate it. You are entering a season and a zone of multiplication. Promotion. The Lord is doing it. The Lord is doing it right now. You are already in the atmosphere of multiplication. You are in the atmosphere of promotion. This is the season as we celebrate Pentecost. And from there, from the day of Pentecost, Bishop, the most timid people became very bold. Your Peter stood <laughs> and declared that some Peter was running around, running away, stood on that day and said, you Jews, the one, you are the one who crucified him. May those who have been timid, afraid to venture out, afraid to challenge status quo, afraid to challenge your family status quo, your own, your own status quo in your life. This is the season that the Lord is going to bless you. May the Lord bless you, ladies and gentlemen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Bishop, thank you.
Praise God. Let me invite you all to please rise. The many circumstances in life. Bishop Pierre began to talk about his consciousness for not wanting to pain. Sometimes you cry. You go through many, many um, and we might lose spiritual frequency the way this, this instrument is losing frequency. But God is always faithful. Because in time, he sends a word and a season. During this season of COVID, so much has gone on. The people who have lost their bearing. As we began the month of May, remember we've been emphasizing the need for us to reach out. You see, Bishop, what we discovered over the years, and the Lord brought this reminder to us very strongly this past week. As we were in Southern Province. And at one point, when Pastor Boyd called, I said to him, look, I'll say it very frankly that I think that here in the cities particularly we waste this pain it's like we are playing with, with God I said to him because you know going back to southern province and meeting with, with uh, pastors and sons and daughters coming from the remotest of locations gathering together and seeing their hunger for God I said you know we we we're playing with God on Sunday last Sunday we were with Reverend Ambakise in Kalomo in a high-density location called Mawaya. Where people are coming from all over. The place was packed, well, with, with uh, social distancing, of course. 27 people came to know Christ in, in the one Sunday. Now, if I said this, Ten years ago, there would be excitement. I mean exactly that. I mean exactly that. This is the condition in which we are, Bishop. So in this week of revival, we receive this deposit. Do not feel, you know that, don't feel restrained. You know how we operate. We are Pentecostals. What God has placed on your heart, deliver. We are in his season. Amen. We're in his season. So, then we made an altar call. 
I'm saying to Pastor Boyd, nearly the whole church came forward and God is faithful. The power of God came down. And when I talked to the pastor later, he was saying to us, Bishop, you know all those people came to the altar because I thought some of them maybe had been coming to church and were just making fresh decisions. He says, most of those are first-timers, meaning they were in church for the first time. People come because others invite them. And we have to have that desire to be a vessel. COVID has been an excuse for too long. It's time to do the work of the Lord. And let a true experience of Pentecost take place this week. So we're going to end with a prayer. And this prayer we have prayed many times. Make me your vessel. So that this week would be that preparation for what God wants to do next. Are we together? So let's, let's do that together. The whole thing from the top in the crashing. 